Hello, welcome to episode number 24 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice. Looming with Gracie Hu. Today, I'm going to talk about have filters in your ears. I consider this subject so important if you really care about your emotional health and your mental health. Do you pay attention of what you let in in your ears and keep echoing in your mind? Because sometimes the other person is not with you anymore. You are not talking to them. They are gone. Maybe they are dead, but you keep listening to their voice in your head, in your mind. So it's so important. It's crucial to pay attention and really have filters in your ears. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for almost 20 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. If you don't know this podcast, uh, I gotta tell you, this is a channel for people really motivated by self-improvement. People who are really interested in getting better, and not professionally, and not only getting better for other people. No, if they are not satisfied with you, it's their problem. The thing is getting better as a person, a human being, and not only to work for your best version, but also not to waste this incarnation because it's a lot of work to be born. So you gotta enjoy your life, this present existence, and not waste it with things, working for things and going for things that you will leave behind when you leave your physical body, right? Also, my work is focused on finding the whys, the what fors, the hows, and identifying the real cause behind anything to change the effects because I don't know if you're aware of this, but the cause of everything in your life is within you and to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. So if you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better, stay here and let's have a conversation. for the years is not something that you buy. <laughs> you can buy earphones to listen to music, but you cannot buy filters for your ears. And that's something that you have to develop, that you have to practice, and it requires vigilance and self-discipline also, because Practice leads to perfection. And what is it exactly what I call filters in the ears? Well, what the other person thinks or not is their problem, not yours. Because what really matters to you is what you think and how it makes you feel. And here I mean, of course, what you think on your own and not what you learned to think with others, or even worse, 
what the internalized external voices think for you inside your head. Because as we grow up, there's a lot of external voices from other people, starting with our parents, our relatives and teachers, and all other peoples we meet in our life. It's very common that their voices enter our head and stay there and keep repeating things that we gave importance to. So many people learn to think with those external voices, with other people, and they never question the truth in those thoughts and they just assumed other people were telling the truth, the absolute truth above everything. So somehow they learned to think with other people, right? So that's why I said what really matters to you is what you think on your own and not what you learn to think with other people. But before anything, let's consider something relevant. I consider this very relevant. One thing is what the other person thinks, okay? And I will go slowly so you can pay attention and don't get lost. <laughs> One thing is what the other thinks. Another thing is what the other thinks he thinks. The voice of others he has incorporated as his own. Sometimes the person thinks he's thinking on his own, but actually he's just repeating the voices of others, right? So that's another thing. What the other thinks, he thinks. Another thing, the third one, is what the other means. And another thing, the fourth, is what the other actually says because not everybody knows how to express themselves well, right? Sometimes they want to say something, but uh, they actually say another thing. <laughs> another thing, 51, is what you hear. And another thing is what you think the other meant. Another thing, the seventh, is how you interpret what you think the other meant. And that depends on your inner baggage, right? Your previous experiences, the way you will interpret what you think the other person meant. And finally, another thing is the importance you place on what you interpreted of what the other said or what you think he said or meant. You see, it's a lot of things. It's a long process, starting with what the other person is thinking and how you got that, how you perceive the words and how you interpreted and the, the importance that you gave on to what you interpreted. Uh, it's of oh, so many things involved, right? So expose the relativity of everything in this process of communication. You have the option of actually listening to the other or just hearing as one does with something without relevance or value. And that's the difference between listening and hearing, right? Hearing has the meaning of not really paying attention. It's like hearing a sound, hearing a noise. But if you're listening, it means that you are really 
paying attention. So one thing is you hearing this podcast. And another thing is you listening to what I'm saying. <laughs> right? So you have the option to choose. You know, if you are actually listening to the other person or just hearing what they are saying. And not only this, you have the option to keep the words as the real truth or consider, ponder and discard because it doesn't serve you at the moment. Yes, you can exercise your discernment and the other person, just like you, has the right to think and find what he wants, including about anyone and you. It's their right to think and to say whatever they want. You have the same right, because in our mind, we are all free, even those most dominated by the voices of others without realizing it. It's the case that those people who learn to think with other people, right? They are free to choose also what goes on in their minds. But if they don't pay attention that they are just repeating and following other people's thoughts, then, then it's their problem because they are too blind to see the truth, right? So the issue here is verbalization. We often speak, type and write meaningless things, even nonsense. Other times we say things that are totally unnecessary and once they leave our mouth or we give enter or send, it's over. There's no way to delete. Except right after in the messaging app, right? And whoo, fortunately someone invented this. <laughs> you just sent a message and you feel right after, oh, oh no, I better delete this. And sometimes you can unsend the message. <laughs> But um, once you say something and the words went out of your mouth, it's over. You know, the, there's no way to take your words back and uh, pretend you didn't say that. So that's why it's so important to at least think, uh, have a little common sense and don't be so impulsive to say things, especially unnecessary things, without thinking right? Because you can damage a relationship that is very important to you. And uh, if the other person felt hurt, um, they are likely to remember those words for a long time. So, as I said, you have the right to say, to think and say whatever you want, and the other person has the same right. But uh, feeling hurt or at least uncomfortable with what the other person said is something that you can be in charge of. Do you know what lets anything negative in and makes you uncomfortable? Your ego, my friend, yes. Because your ego is dramatic, is proud, arrogant, without common sense and judgment. And your ego is also offended by any little thing. Because your ego, being vain and concerned with reputation, gives a lot, really a lot of importance to what others think of you. That is why it takes praise and criticism seriously. Being dazzled by praise, compliments and bothering when not offended by criticism. And here is an observation. The same door where compliment comes in, criticism comes into. In other words, 
those who love to receive a compliment and even strive for it. You see on social networks, so many people making videos and posts very elaborated, very concerned about the impression they will give, how other people will see them. So those people are easily flattered by any compliment. They don't have a protective filter against criticism since they are open to everything that comes from outside. If you want so much to be accepted by other people, even strangers, that's very crazy, you know, trying to please strangers. But anyway, many people measure their self-esteem based on comments, good comments and compliments and followers and likes because their ego is so vain and their self-esteem, their self-value is so fragile. So they are open to anything that can come from other people, even strangers. Well, if you, if you are in, in a social media, of course, you are putting your content out there for a lot of strangers. But anyway, if you are too open to other people's opinions, expecting the best always. You are open also to criticism, to bad comments, bad feedback. So you will be hurt more easily, of course, because you give too much importance to what other people think and say. I'm not saying that it's not good to receive a compliment as long as it's sincere right? But for example, if you know you are smart and someone praises your intelligence, why the dazzle? As cool as the feedback is, you know yourself and this is nothing new or surprising, right? However, if you don't think you are that smart and someone makes a comment or compliment about thinking you are smart, the tendency is for a flattering, right? If not a denial, like me, oh, please, come on. Some people, when they receive a compliment, deny it, like uh, refusing the compliment because their self-esteem is so low, they are so insecure, they don't uh, value themselves. Well, actually, they don't really think they are all that. But uh, some people deny a compliment because they are too vain and they like to pretend they are humble. Oh, come on, please. Nah, it's just your eyes. Like, you know, that's what I call the vanity of being or appearing humble. And that behavior indicates a very strong and big ego. Anyway, now imagine that you think you are kind of dumb. If someone calls you dumb, the ego's instinctive reaction is to be offended or at least annoyed, right? But in that case, isn't the other person just saying what you already think about yourself? So why so much drama? The humble person in that same situation being called dumb, the humble person, and preferably with a sense of humor, would say something like, yeah, you're right, I'm a dunk. <laughs> and we'll laugh about this like a joke. And actually, a sense of humor is uh, an indication of someone with a good amount of emotional intelligence, someone who is not dramatic and don't take things so seriously, don't take other people so serious, don't take themselves serious. 
so it's much easier and pleasant to deal with the kind of person right and those who have a big ego who get hurt or offended very easily with any little thing they can be really unbearable if not annoying um no one likes to deal with that kind of person. Uh, it's, they are not easy to deal with, actually. Because you have to pay attention to every word you say or write. They take everything, any little thing, personally. They don't know how to play, you know. They don't get jokes easily. They don't laugh at little things. And for me, that's the big sign that they don't have filter in their ears. They give so much importance to everything, even the good things they hear and the bad things they hear. And another thing, let's agree that this story of constructive criticism is kind of doubtful, right? Criticism is criticism based on something that the other person considers wrong, inappropriate, and thinks that you can, and maybe even should, improve mailing to make it more convenient for them. According to their taste, some criticisms can be interesting to stimulate an improvement, and in this case, I would say that they are more for suggestions, because they are usually put in a more gentle way, in a cordial tone, so, see, for me, there is this difference between a criticism and a suggestion. If someone thinks that you can improve something in your work or in your way of doing something or being, they will suggest you nicely. They will say, oh, why don't you do this? Or you could try that. But the tone is smooth, you know, and you can feel a good energy, a positive energy behind the words, because when we say something, there is always energy behind our words. We are always emanating some energy. But the criticism, it's very different from this. It's a, a different behavior, and of course, it has a negative energy behind the words. What I call criticism is when someone shows some intolerance with something that you do and uh, with your way of being because they consider you are wrong, you are not appropriate, adequate. They think you should be or do differently. You should improve so you would be more convenient for them, you know, according to what they consider right and convenient. So they are trying really to put you down, if not humiliate you. So that's the difference between a suggestion and a criticism. And negative criticism comes with a totally different tone. Harsh, aggressive, authoritarian, tolerant, uncompromising, and even stupid. It sounds more like a slap in the face and not a civilized, balanced and mature conversation. See? And what kind of energy does it come with? A criticism, energy of aggression, violence, since the intention is to put the other person down, diminish them, humiliate them, 
and even attack them. Even more so when it comes from someone who knows the weaknesses, the weak points, and goes straight to them as if sticking a knife through a wound or putting a finger in the wound and then throwing salt on it to really hurt the other person. And in that case, this is already an act of evilness, right? Pure and intentional evilness. And that's when having a filter in the ears is very important and makes all the difference. Again, the other has the right to think and say what they want. And you have the right. And in those cases, you have the obligation to discern and reject what they sent in your direction. Just as you have the right to defend yourself if you are quiet in your corner, in your place, and someone comes to attack you in some way. It's different if you are poking someone, provoking, teasing, and, you know, inviting them to an argument, to a fight, for pure joy or whatever. But if you are quiet and the other person comes wanting to fight, criticizing you, saying bad words to attack you, you have not only the right, but the obligation to defend yourself. A criticism, even more scathing, is an evilness that the other is throwing at you. Listening to it and giving importance is to absorb this bad energy that comes with the words. And even worse if it was said with yells, as this intensifies the aggression and the effect is like violence in the form of energy that generates even an immediate physical discomfort. You can see this in a child when someone yells at them, they start to cry immediately because for them that aggressive energy and very intense, it's like someone hitting them in their chest. It can really depend on the intensity of the, the energy that comes with the words and the yelling. You can feel like a punch in your chest, a physical effect, a physical discomfort, an immediate physical discomfort. And the more importance you give to the person who criticized you or what they said, the greater the damage inside because the voice will continue to echo for a long time, hurting and causing damage to your self-esteem. When it doesn't become a voice internalized that will be repeating that in your head for a long time, maybe your whole life. Because since we were not born with filters in our ears, it's very common that when we were younger, uh, we gave so much importance to what other people said, especially someone you consider as a child, a figure of authority in your life, uh, usually parents or even teachers, uh, an adult, okay? And uh, even more if it was someone not only that you depended on, but someone you really liked, you really wanted to please or you really loved. You gave so much importance to anything that came from that person. So a criticism, even if with a good intention behind, I'm saying this for your good, but uh, criticism is criticism, no matter the intention behind the words, right? So if, if it was something that was meant to say that you were wrong, 
and you didn't have filters in your ears, you let those words in. You gave, as I said, a lot of importance to the words and because that person was important to you, had some authority, and you considered that they were saying the truth about you and they caused damage in your self-esteem, in your self-image. And if you are still giving importance to those words, they are still echoing inside of you, in your mind. You know, maybe you are not in contact with that person anymore. Maybe you were apart or maybe as an adult, you started to think on your own. Maybe the other person is gone, is dead, but their voice can be still talking inside of you, depending on the importance you gave to them. So if those words hurt you in the past when you were younger and they are still repeating inside of you, then they are still hurting you. Even if not consciously, it's like a software, a bad software running in your unconscious and damaging you inside, always diminishing you, putting you down, making you not believe in yourself, making you insecure and uh, always doubting your value. So see, basically, it doesn't matter if the critical person is still in your life or not, if you are still in contact with them or not, they can be very alive inside of you, their voice in your head, like a ghost haunting you. And that's why it's so important to learn not to hear criticism absorbing the evilness, so as not to be down feeling wrong, inferior, inadequate. My suggestion is to exercise neutrality in difference to what comes from outside. Do not be impressed by compliment or criticism. Tame your ego not to give importance, at least exaggerated importance, to what others and the world think especially the closest, dearest people to whom we are most vulnerable. Because the criticism of a stranger doesn't have the same weight as someone more intimate and whom we like and, above all, who we love, right? If a stranger says something bad about you, you can just react like, oh, I don't care. I really don't care. You just don't give importance. But if uh, the criticism comes from someone very important to you, you like, you love, or someone you are trying to impress to get their approval for any reason in your job, for example, or someone you're trying to seduce <laughs> to have a relationship, a love relationship with. Well, you are likely to be hurt more easily, right? Because the importance that you give to that person and consequently to what comes from them in terms of in words or whatever, or acts, their behavior in general. So, of course, that if you already knew how to do this, you would be doing it. And my role here as a therapist in this podcast is to try to shed some light into your consciousness to make you aware of this important dynamic in relationships. 
So basically, it's important for you to stay vigilant, to have self-responsibility and pay attention to what you allow to go into your ears and keep echoing in your mind. Okay, so a lot of things already entered and uh, so you got to do a cleaning <laughs> uh, inside of you, an emotional and psychological cleaning. And pay attention, what are the things that uh, someone, people said to you and uh, you gave so much importance to allow those words to put you down because the other person only has the power that we give to them. So it's not that the other person put you down, you allowed them to put you down or you allowed yourself to get down because of what they said. So if you are really committed to your self-improvement, it's important that you pay attention from now on and put some filters in your ears and pay attention to the importance that you give or not to what comes from the world in general, other people, the media, and everything you read and listen to or hear. And don't be impressed by compliment or criticism. Because as I said, if you are open to one of them, the other will come in as easily as the other. And here I have a few questions for you, just for you to think about them. Okay? Do you live with your head or the head of others? Do you think on your own or do you need someone to decide for you and program your mental software? How much do you depend on what other people think? How much do you need other people approval? And how much are you not in charge of your life? So you need someone to make decisions for you and you give a lot of importance to their opinion. Do you have the discernment to know what is good or bad for you? Or do you accept whatever trash they throw at you? Do you know or at least is trying to learn to defend yourself? Or do you let others attack you and stay passive, quiet, submissive, accepting any and all types of violence, verbal violence, for example? And here I have to say, there's a thing called passive-aggressive behavior that is very common with pleasers. People who like to pretend they are nice and uh, they don't want to sound too aggressive, so they use passive-aggressive words and behavior to try to attack other people. They can have a lot of envy behind their behavior. And there's another episode here, the last one, number 23. I call it envy, how to identify and cope. So how can you identify if someone is envious? And how can you cope? How can you deal with envy? Not only your own envy, because everybody feels envy sometimes, okay? And how can you deal with the envy of other people? So, my question was, how do you behave when someone tries to attack you, even in a passive-aggressive way? Do you stay passive, quiet, submissive? Do you accept even that kind of violence, subtle violence, but it's still an aggression? Or do you know how to defend yourself? Or at least you are trying to learn how to defend yourself because it's very important. It's a matter of emotional protection. And I'm talking about not only emotional health, but also mental health. Because if you don't pay attention, if you don't shield yourself from criticism, 
passive aggressive words and behaviors bad things from other people uh, well you are responsible for yourself you cannot expect someone else to defend you and also because you are the one that will be with you for the rest of eternity which is a long time right so you gotta learn at some point to deal with um, ignorant people especially in these times of this endless pandemic and quarantine people are so frustrating uh, being obligated to stay at home for months almost a year already and uh, frustration accumulated at some point becomes anger so there's a lot of people with a lot of anger inside them and anger is an energy that has to flow and you will find a way to go out somehow it doesn't matter if it is with strangers in a social movement going out to the streets to protest or if in the very small doses of passive aggressive comments for example especially with close people so you gotta pay attention and not give importance, bad importance to what other people say because sometimes they are just putting out their own frustration. They actually need help and they don't even know they need help and their pride doesn't allow them to ask for help. So as I said, the other person has the right to think and say whatever they want and so do you, right? So don't expect anything from other people and don't be impressed by compliments or criticism. And when I say defend yourself, I'm not telling you to hit back and start an argument, a fight that can get too heated. No, in the face of ignorance, the best thing is silence and non-external reaction. So one thing is not to buy that fight, you know, not accept that subtle aggressive invitation to an argument, to a fight. No, stay in silence. If possible, get distance from that person and contact, at least at that moment, if someone's very close, you have to deal with eventually. And the second thing also as important is an inner state of rejection. And what do I mean with this? It's an attitude like this. This is only the opinion of the other person. I choose not to accept this evilness, the evilness they are trying to throw at me because the other has no power over me, does not unbalance me because I don't let them. They only have the power that I give to them, so I am not giving them any power to bother me, to irritate me and I am in charge here inside. I don't care what they think about me. It's their right to think whatever they want. I know myself, I know my truth. And if they are upset, it's their problem. I don't bother with the discomfort of others because you cannot control their reaction, right? And fortunately, you think with your head and not the others. That's something I always say to myself. When I see someone with a bad temper, someone who gets irritated very easily and angry, you know, someone very intolerant, I always think, fortunately, I think with my head and not theirs because it should be like hell living like this, living 24 hours a day with someone like this. I live with myself only 24 hours a day. 
So the other person being like that is that problem, you know, their energy. Of course, we will attract only negative things because they are negative. So I take care of myself. I cannot take care of the other person, right? And if they want to cultivate criticism, evilness, intolerance, and negativity in themselves, it's their choice and their right, and I have nothing to do with it. In doing so, they intoxicate and poison themselves only because I shield myself and choose not to accept or receive this negative charge that they may try to send to me. You know, they will try to send me an aggressive and negative energy through bad words, through criticism, but I choose not to accept it. And I choose not to hurt myself with what comes from outside. I take good care of myself. I shield myself from the negativity of other people because I have filter in my ears. And if you are facing someone with this you know, radical attitude, try to attack you somehow, don't be offended. Okay, no matter what they say about you, don't be at least try not to be offended because this happens when the evilness came in and was accepted. That is when it was given importance to the bad thing the other spoke. Only the ego gets offended. So if your ego is under control because you developed more self-awareness, you work it on your self-improvement, that it will be harder to offend you with uh, words, right? If you are okay in terms of self-knowledge, then you know yourself, you know your reality, you know your truth. So as I said, the other has the right to think and say whatever they want. If you know they are saying BS about you, why getting offended, right? Why the drama? There is no need for that. You know yourself, just don't give importance. And one thing very important, I want you to know that a negative self-image is a consequence of listening and valuing the evilness of others. Because if you give so much importance to the bad things someone says about you, that will affect your self-image. That will affect your self-esteem. And you are responsible for everything that happens inside of you. That's why it's so important to have filter in the ears, right? And in fact, whoever accuses is often confessing. And why do I say that? Because there is this principle of projection and mirrors. Everything that someone denies in themselves and repress, they will project into other people. So when they see those characteristics, in someone, they will feel irritated because they are recognizing something they deny and repress in themselves. So if you see someone accusing you of bad things, really criticizing you, um, consider that maybe they are just confessing <laughs> their weak points. Now, that's another way of not giving importance to their words and their attitudes and don't get impressed. 
and doing so you are refusing to accept their drama and that negative energy they are trying to send to you in the form of uh, energy attack so the principle is if it bothers and irritates someone it's because it has to do with them the same way if uh, someone's behavior bothers or irritates you um, it's a sign that you should pay attention to what are you denying and repressing in yourself you are responsible for what goes on inside you so master your thoughts emotions actions and reactions every emotion or feeling starts with a thought the more you think of bad things of sad things the more easily you will become sad right so you gotta watch your thoughts have self-discipline with them with your emotions you gotta pay attention to your actions and reactions not to be impulsive and uh, really be in charge of yourself um, that requires humility and uh, self-responsibility and also self-discipline but it's worth the effort because you become more mature you will evolve as a human being so you won't waste this life this opportunity right because one day you will leave your physical body and uh, what will really matter will be the progress that you did with yourself so the message today was about self what i call self-possession being in charge of yourself your thoughts your emotions actions and reactions and uh, having filter in your ears don't give much importance to what other people think and say and uh, don't allow their criticism enter into your ears and put you down okay you are responsible for that only you can do that work actually no one else can be inside of you you know managing and choosing what will be important or not for you so it's really your responsibility and maybe you can say oh gracie but there's a lot of bad things that i heard in my life about me and i believed those things and uh, they damage my self-value my self-image my self-esteem and now i just don't know what to do because it's not so easy for me to get rid of those thoughts of course if it was easy for you to do that work you would be doing this already right so if you are lost if you don't know what to do and how to do to get rid of that psychological and emotional trash i can help you and what can you do you can go to my website graciehoo.com g-r-e-i-c-y-h-o-o.com and schedule a free call with me that's my help in these tough times of this endless pandemic you will have to give me your birth data so i can raise your birth chart and you will choose the best date and time for our call i will call you with your birth chart which will show me the main challenges and lessons you are here to learn in this life your sabotaging subpersonalities those entities in your psyche working behind the scenes of your unconscious to sabotage your life and not only attract but create uh, struggles in your life difficult situations so i can see everything in your birth chart and um, we can talk about this we can 
make a strategy, a plan of what to do and how to do. And then you are free to go. Really, you don't need to work with me. You are not obligated to do therapy with me, either a process or a single sessions to work to negotiate with your sabotaging subs or do so retrieval. You can do whatever you want with that information. I just know that what I will tell you in that call, that free call, will be very helpful to you because I've been helping many people with my knowledge, with my ability to really identify the cause of any situation and being able to find a solution to it. So feel free to go to my website, schedule your free call, and we can talk more about this, okay? So stay well, and we'll talk again in the next episode.